0: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs>
1: Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you all here with me on this Taco Tuesday. And by the way, stay tuned because in a moment we're going to share with you a late breaking idea for a taco because it is Tuesday and time for news you can use. And what greater news that you can use besides an idea of an ingredient you could put in your taco? So before we get into that, though, I got to remind you guys that if you miss any part of tonight's show, download the podcast. Last hour we had some really good information for you guys involving FBI. G- director ray before congress today also uh different uh things having to do with crime and the second amendment so definitely download the podcast and uh if you want to catch up email me at andreacayshow.com andreacayshow.com in fact i have some emails to read out for y'all that i got yesterday some in particular related to national cookie day i will get to those later on in the show but now speaking of yummy food i gotta bring in the one and only it is dj sesame broccolini I love me some sesame broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat broccolini.
2: (laughs) I am really, really in the mood for a taco right now. I don't know. I know it's Taco Tuesday, so I'm supposed to be, but incidentally, I am. So.
1: Well, could it be because uh, Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law, uh, our favorite estate planning attorney, was actually munching on some very apropos funeral potatoes during the break. And then I had the brainchild, which was you could put funeral potatoes in a taco. You guys doubted me at first, did you not? You doubted me.
3: The cheesy, smooth goodness of carefully baked potatoes with cheesy and gosh, all these little vegetables in a carnitas taco.
1: I mean, it would be absolute <laughs> genius. Goodness. And I guarantee you though, I'm going to be getting lots of emails because I got in so much trouble one time when I dared to say that a quesadilla with ham and cheese was a taco. <laughs> and <laughs> I think you could put anything in a taco shell and particularly some funeral potatoes. And that's not, mm-hmm. that's not as, as uh, crazy as some of the wacky laws that, that Gary Quackenbush from GQ law, who you listen to every day at word on wealth right here on the station. Uh, so, Speaking of that, first of all, thank you for being back with us
3: tonight, my dear. My pleasure. I always love this.
1: Thank you. And we always love you. It's always super fun. You always make me laugh. So, and I love laughing at, you know, if we can't laugh at the United States right now, and particularly the laws on the books, <laughs> what could we laugh at? So uh, what do you got for us this week? I'm
3: on the edge of my seat. I am taking you outside <laughs> of the United States. Now we are going Ooh. International.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh good. Yeah. I'm so the AK show is so cool. We're we're global babies. All right. Take this us. This is
3: global weird laws, okay? And so okay. I got I got two and I thought that was interesting. So we're not the only crazy people that put weird stuff on the books. So in in um and, and I understand the way that they're trying to protect us and keep us um morally clean and thinking in the right direction. On that, in Poland It is illegal to wear a Winnie the Pooh (laughs) t-shirt. What? You cannot wear a Winnie the the Pooh t-shirt. Uh-huh. Because Winnie the Pooh has no pants. (laughs) He has a bare bottom. And that is bad in Poland. Winnie the Pooh with a bare bottom. That's just, it's not, you know, so (laughs) there you go.
1: Well, it's so, not a bare bottom. I mean, I don't know. It looks kind of like a diaper to me. I mean, it's not like we're seeing, you know, crackage or any, you know, parts, anything going on. Um, you get to see his tail, I mean,
3: though. It is a oh, bare, oh. Bottom, bare B-
1: bottom bear. B E A R, but I'm tish. Mm-hmm. um, I don't even know what to think about this. I, I well, You know what? I'm lying. Because let me tell you, there's certain jokes that are coming to mind. Uh, They used to be called Pollock jokes.
3: (laughs) And this is not one, because this is just simply, it's the... It's one of my oldest friends' This is an example that not not only in the United States, but in other areas of the world, there are politicians that just go like, we're not going to let this happen. I do not want my child seeing someone parading around the streets of Poland with a bear, with a bear bottom, a bear bottom bear on a t-shirt. That's wrong. Wow. But the the next one is even better because this one- Okay. I can't imagine
1: any better than that. You have topped yourself with- No, this one,
3: okay, I'm going to say this one and you tell me why- I mean, I think it's, it surprised me. In okay. Switzerland, it is illegal to hike naked.
1: <laughs> that one I can kind of understand, okay? Because if you look like, you know, Antonio Zapato Jr. back in the day, I don't know that anybody would have a problem. But if you look like, say, Borat on the beach in that bikini and you're in the woods – you might be scaring off some bears or creating all kinds of, not scaring off bears, you might be like inciting bear attacks or something, right? I mean, it's literally dangerous for some people to take their clothes off. Have you ever been to a, to a <laughs> quote, clothing optional beach, Gary Quackenbush? No. Go to I, a no. clothing optional beach. We have one, Black's Beach, right I, here in no. La Jolla, and you will understand my point, okay? I, no, I There's okay, some people I, that should never be naked anywhere, even by themselves in the woods.
3: Andrea, it doesn't even—it's not even naked. It's the thongs. Okay, you're on regular clothing <laughs> beaches, and some people that have the butt flaw, i can say that on the air, right? The yes, floss yes. suits, and yeah. I go, "I'm oh, sorry, yeah. guy or gal, that's yeah. gross. Yeah, oh, okay. terrible,
1: absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's you don't like even need black beach. It's the- right." Right. Yeah. And you know what? And here's the thing. It's like, it it doesn't even matter if you're in good shape. It's just nasty to me. It's nasty. It reminds me of the time I was at a restaurant in Orange County and this waitress comes up and she's got on bikini, like bikini bottoms and nothing else. And it's like, I'm just, it's just gross. It's like, I'm feeling like in a restaurant setting, stuff's hanging out and getting near my food. I mean, it's just, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> maybe that's what it is in switzerland it's like they don't want you leaving parts of yourself along the trail i, I don't know it, it, did you find any explanation as to the, to the legalities here
3: i just think there we found two countries that are anti-bare bottom
1: that's well, <laughs> and the thing is is switzerland they don't usually like to take a side so why are they anti
3: anything I don't know, but there, there was actually right. A, Aren't a, a they supposed a, to be the ones? That- a, yeah. Well, this is 2011. This is 2011. The, the hiker 2011. was hiking bare bottom, and was fined a hundred dollars for his bare bottom adventure. Interesting. This is 2011. This is now. Like does 1800s. this
1: also apply to women? Because maybe they're con- they're cool over there with the chicks roaming around without any drawers on.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. You know, what? Sesame Broccolini is being suspiciously quiet on this whole subject. Sesame, is there yeah, anything you want to share with us on this on uh, the bare bottom uh, stories here out of Poland and Switzerland?
2: <laughs> well, I think the Poland one's hilarious. I suppose, they're, <laughs> I suppose they're both hilarious, but especially the Poland one, because I think of Winnie the Pooh as being so innocent and harmless. So it's interesting that they take it with offense uh as if it's as if it's it's uh explicit or something but hey look I, well,
1: do they do they think it's real do they think it's a real you know animal or something is that what <laughs> they is? i don't know
3: i mean you know well they there's are there's bold. some children's shows that ban um SpongeBob because SpongeBob he wears underwear but it's a thong and so they banned him because it's obscene (laughs) pants. So I suppose no pants on the back of Sponge would be okay.
1: I watched SpongeBob with my nephew when he was little. I don't recall a thong. Gary, are you just troubled by thongs? Are you just now like so? You're so anti-thong as as I am that you're imagining thongs. No, SpongeBob has thongs.
3: He has the, Well, he's a, he has a square butt. I mean, because he's a sponge, and that, so he has his yeah his unders. Are so like, the corners yeah, are hanging
1: out. Gotcha. Okay. It's a thong, Yeah.
3: And you yeah, know what the I name of have... his snail is, right? No. SpongeBob snail. Sesame. Come on, Sesame broccoli. You know the name of the snail. The snail, uh, no, Gary, maybe no. Yes. Yeah, Gary. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. The snail's named Gary. Yes. There we go. I know. Thank you.
1: Okay, okay, then. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I sat and watched it with my my nephew. That didn't mean I was actually paying attention to such details. So I'm glad you guys are here. Um, I, I I have no explanation for the Winnie the Pooh story, except maybe there's, I, I don't know. I, I, it's to, the only thing
2: you it know, reminds me of is the fact that it's illegal to compare Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh in China. I think Winnie the Pooh's actually been banned from China. Because too many people sarcastically said oh. that Winnie the Pooh looks a lot like Xi Jinping, so now maybe people,
1: that's really what it is. Like there's and a they big diss in China about there. calling
2: him Pooh Bear, so I don't know if if for, but for
3: some reason, so there's at least that two countries be. now that have beef with Winnie the Pooh. I uh, I think it's because it's considered soft porn. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. You know, I I. I Now I'm really thinking of my Polish friend and what he may say. Uh, He's probably listening tonight and coming up with all kinds of jokes about his Polak relatives that he's planning to tell around the holidays. So uh, you're welcome, by the way, if you are listening to my old friend out of New Orleans. All right. We got to get into some news you can use. So speaking of the holidays, I hate to go negative, but I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i was like oh are you uh heading to your home state for the holidays and she goes no remember my dad died and now everybody's fighting and i think i'm going to have to stay in nyc over the holidays by myself oh, that's sad i don't even need to know the details you and i both know what's going on don't we gary
3: yes because the moderator yeah. the 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 moderator died it just happens and the people go crazy and the I say, I mean, I, I, yeah, I talk to people constantly about this, and I, I say, I understand the one son was more responsible than the other, and the one daughter was more responsible than the other, and one is more attentive to, to you know, than the other. But you just have to be careful. No matter what you do, if you said, okay, everybody's getting everything equal, equally, then one of them is going to get all the bad out of shape because he was the better son. You know, if you say, well, we're going to give more money to the better son, the other is going to say, oh, I was cheated. Well, at least I am a son and I took care. You know, it just it, it's never perfect, but if it's done, it makes a difference. And the biggest difference that I find between having nothing and having it go to probate, I mean, a lot of times the the end result is similar, but when you go to probate, everything is so delayed and so particular that it gets people just incensed because it's like, why is this taking so long? Why, how could it take a year and a half? Why are we two years into this thing and nothing has happened? And it gets, I mean, it's, it's just paralyzing what happens to people when you go to probate and then the kids hate each other and they'll never talk to other each other ever.
1: Yeah. I don't really know. I didn't probe for details. I don't know if there was no plan at all and now they're all fighting over it Mm. or if there was a plan and one person is, or or multiple people are feeling, um, you know, mistreated or or whatever the situation is. Um, it, It doesn't matter um, it, 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 to me, it, it wasn't done properly or at least communicated in a right way, or there could still be situations. Gary, have you had situations where everything was done on the up and up and people are still fighting? Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Because, and I think part of it is, so it's like, what happens is when someone passes away, maybe you're in charge of the estate and it just, everything takes longer than you think it should. And if, when you're in the thick of it, you know why it takes so long, because everything just like there's a signature here this has to go there you have to deal with all these different people and each piece of the puzzle you have to somehow fit time into your life to do it and the ones that are not involved in it can't imagine why it would take so long to get it done and when you try to explain it to them they're just like oh i'm not having it just let me do it you know and you right. can't no i can't i am the successor trustee i'm going to continue to take care of it you know and it and it just it just drags on and i i just think I mean, the secret would be, like, before you die, have everything liquidated, converted to cash, and then after you die, just pass out checks at the funeral, I suppose. But I mean, well, people are just going to uh, fight know, about it. I just think you have to deal with it and realize well, it's just going to be hard.
1: I suspect that in this case – he just recently died. So I suspect in this case there was a lot of surprise somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And I think that is, is to be avoided. Uh, there's – you know, you can't avoid all – Fighting and unhappiness, but you can mitigate a lot of it. In the case when my grandma died, she had already dispensed and uh, with it and, and given out and, and separated out her assets. And all that was left was her personal property inside the house. Hmm. And that got picked over like, you know, a carcass. And because that's how people do. And mama called me. I'd already said my goodbyes to grandma. She's like, if you want anything, what do you want out of the house? Because Uncle Buddy and Aunt Caroline were already there while grandma was still in the hospital. I'm like, I can't believe they're picking her bones. I, you know, shame on them. I just want her eyeglasses because grandma always read her Harlequin romances with a little cat eyeglasses. Because the idea of fighting over furniture was just gross to me. But a death brings out the worst. And at least grandma had the sense to deal with the bulk of her assets um, before she passed. And then it was just about, you know, who was going to get the China, you know, and she didn't Mm -hmm. have much. Uh, Final
3: thoughts, Gary Quackenbush. I think the more organized you are, the better. And I think if you're if you're definite about what you want to do or what you want to have, I just think it's better to kind of leave it more organized. The more organized, the better, because then there's less to fight over because it makes it clear. So it's it's really a matter of being organized and expecting it's going to be difficult. Everybody just has to have a little bit of thick skin and a little less like particularity about I want this. It's just like, let it go. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Family is more important than stuff.
1: Absolutely. And having somebody do things the right way is also huge in that. To yes. you. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
3: Um, go to my website, gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com. And if you get a lawyer in the middle, let, it's, everything is that lawyer's fault, not yours. And that way it's easier to kind of let the lawyer take the blame and not the family members. Don't good do point. it yourself. Get a lawyer. Good point.
1: Gqlaw.com. And don't go, gqlaw.com. And don't hike in Switzerland naked or you're going to pay a fine. Thank you, GQ. Appreciate you.
3: Have a good one.
1: Thank you, honey. You too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
0: A K dynamite in a dress or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego
1: welcome back to tonight's andrea k show we covered a lot in that last segment if you missed it don't forget our podcast download them covering all kinds of things last hour um, I don't even remember now. We talked about last hour. That's how much we moved to all the topics of the day. So download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Um, at the open of this hour, we just talked about the plan the Democrats are putting forth that the recruitment issue with the military can be solved with all these illegals, all these young military-age men coming across the border. And then, of course, they should be rewarded with citizenship. <laughs> right. Um Meanwhile, uh, with our open border, uh, people are scratching their heads going, why are you asking for us more money for Ukraine? Because that's all about uh, the Ukraine borders. Um, I'm not sure why Colonel Chow Thief, who was a spy who participated in a coup attempt of former President Trump. I don't know why anybody is, is giving him the time of day. Um, he certainly doesn't have any military creds as far as I'm concerned. In fact, he got the nickname Colonel Chow Thief because I think when it was during basic, uh, he was stealing other people's food. Um, not unlike the way Ukraine has stolen our money. Um, uh, but here is Colonel Chow Thief, Alexander Vidman, talking about how we just might, might need, uh, the Dems might need to reframe the whole territory in Ukraine, um, narrative. Um how can they resell it to us um they really can't but here's his pitch
2: I think that's very true I think we need to reframe away from kind of optimistic scenarios how much territory ukraine can gain to the reality of how do we avoid a catastrophic outcome how do we avoid a situation in which which russia regains the initiative and is on the march and uh, seizing more ukrainian territory that is the picture for 2024 that's the picture for 2024 frankly even if ukraine gets the funding that the white house has asked for um
1: mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile uh i don't care about russia marching across Ukraine. I care about the millions of people marching into this United States uh, of America that are from China, that are from terrorist-infested countries, that are terrorists themselves, that are drug traffickers. It's just dis- it's disgusting to me that we're having any conversation about giving another dime to Ukraine. And so, of course, now they want to sell it from getting away from the, who's gaining what territory and make it be about the catastrophic outcome. Let's focus on the catastrophic outcome about to take place in our own country, given the open borders. Your thoughts, Sesame?
2: Yeah, I'm just not really interested in this. uh, But I do think it's hilarious because obviously we could have ended this war long before it even began. Donald Trump knew how to deal with Vladimir Putin, and we never had any kind of real prospect of war with him. And of course, this whole money laundering scheme has proven to really just be a complete foreign policy failure for the Biden administration. It's just funny because I I can't believe the amount of gall you have to have To push all these utopia style optimistic situations where somehow our largely trans military (laughs) helps the Ukrainians defeat Russia. Um, And went back Crimea and went back Donbass and all of a sudden when when Ukraine Mm -hmm. is barely a functioning government itself or a functioning state itself was really just so sad. So you have to have a lot of gall to push all the anti Putin pro Ukraine war propaganda just to bleed through thousands and thousands of Ukrainian men for no reason. With no Mm -hmm. real progress on the ground and no real strategy, no real plan, right? just to turn around nearly two years later and say, yeah, so it turns out, uh, Republicans, you were basically right. This is an unwinnable war for us and for Ukraine, and we should just go with the next best alternative, which is some kind of peace deal where Putin keeps...
1: Well, but see, they're not saying they want a peace deal. No, you're
2: right, but but they are... so that's I guess you're they right they have to reframe doing. it because it's a losing cause and they know it's a losing cause but, but.
1: Well what, and what he's saying though is they have to reframe it from talking about um gaining territory and reframe it to the catastrophic conclusion. Oh, uh, okay. I think yeah. I think in terms of trying to sell it to us. That's how they have to reframe it. Is that it's, you know, it's not going to be winnable. They have to reframe it to the American people in terms of how catastrophic this is going to be. Well, that's not my issue. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and if there's no way for them to win it, then they need to be coming up with a peace deal. But any time that that's been mentioned, even when Elon Musk mentioned it on Twitter, uh, Zelensky didn't like that idea. Zelensky said, we're going to stay in this fight until they've actually are completely, Russia's completely out of Crimea. And they've been in Crimea since what? Uh, the 2014? Obama administration.
2: Yeah, 2014.
1: Since 2014. So this is just nothing but a way for Zelensky to keep his hand in our pockets. And, you know, in the Middle East, I think they cut off the hands of pickpocketers, don't they?
2: Ye- oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's. Mm-hmm. It- It's actually funny. There was some woman who came to San Francisco from Afghanistan uh, earlier this year, maybe January. And she said that uh, the the conditions in San Francisco with crime were so bad, it made her miss Afghanistan because (laughs) at least back home, (laughs) everyone was so afraid of Sharia law, no one would steal. Um, and and if there were thieves (laughs) on occasion then they would be publicly executed and that sent a message to all the other would-be thieves about what happens when you go around town Mm -hmm. stealing things that don't belong to you so uh, there's a Uh weird sort of uh, raw it's a very interesting sort of justice system (laughs) (laughs) but hey I mean look I'm all about being tough on crime I'm I'm fine with that and especially when it comes to this Ukraine stuff because it's so corrupt over there and it's just not it's not our concern it's not our problem but it's also just incredibly crazy Think about it. I mean, a Burisma oil exec bribes the sitting vice president of the United States, who later becomes president and then sends Mm -hmm. over $100 billion back to that same country from which the oil exec bribed him and his son.
1: Of course, it's legit.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. This is all above board, guys. But it does, yeah. this Venman thing, though, it, it just goes to show you that it's all about propaganda. It's all about controlling the oh. narrative. It's the same thing they did with combating COVID or fighting COVID. Every single thing is just, they have to figure out a way to re engineer. They'll just basically change the narrative over and over and over again until their desired mm-hmm. outcome happens. Um, yeah. Oh, same pill-
1: thing, by the way, with climate change. Yep. Right now we've mm-hmm. got this COP28 conference yep. happening over in Dubai. Speaking of nations that cut off your hands and Sharia <laughs> and brutalize people, including women. Um, but nevertheless, Hillary Clinton, who's never, you know, been to a Sharia country she didn't love, particularly when they were, you know, giving money to the Hillary, uh, to the Clinton Foundation. She's over there in Dubai. And, you know, the climate change, you know, narratives haven't been working. So now they've got you know, none of their panic porn predictions have come true. So they've got to amp it up, right? They've got, they, they've got to take it to the next level. Well, here is um, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton amping it to the next level about deaths and climate change, Sesame.
3: We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate and by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened, they recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America. But we know and estimate that we probably uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the majority of those are women and girls and particularly pregnant women.
2: This is such grifting. This is such a misrepresentation of what science actually is. This is so disgusting. Such a
1: lie. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm thinking of all the summers growing up in the Deep South where it's like people stay indoors between the hours of 11 and and 3, okay? Because that's when it's almost 100 degrees and 90-something percent humidity and every age – um, was at risk of heat stroke and dying from it because it, that's when you were not supposed to be out exercising and jogging. Of course, we'd be out on our bikes. And I can remember being riding with, with my sister one time. I think it was 12 and she was 16. It was in the middle of the summer and we were out on a bike ride and I told, I got to stop for I die here. I was like 12. Okay. Because it's just brutal down there. It's called weather. People have been dying from heat stroke and weather. People have been dying from floods. They've been high, dying from tornadoes. It's called weather. Okay. And, you know, the fact that they have managed to convince people um, that, that there's something that can be done to stop people dying from weather is astounding to me. And the fact that even worse is the fact that there's people that believe that paying a tax can somehow stop you from dying from heat is just even more astounding to me.
2: Welcome to climate change where the weather is always your fault and the only solution is more communism.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Because the commies uh, are going to somehow do what? And by the way, I mean it, it, you know so if it's a 2 degrees hotter in Vegas, okay, cuz it seems like, you know, and there is in in uh, historic trends where you, some years are hotter than other years. Let me tell you, I lived for in Vegas for a year. Your body doesn't suffer any more when it's 117 degrees than when it's 115 degrees have you ever been in vegas in uh summer when it was 115 degrees
2: oh yes it's torturous i've been in palm springs in the middle of summer when it's 110 out i've been in vegas a few different summers like august the end of september too it's brutally hot but yeah to your point when it's it's, two
1: degrees hotter when it when it when it's two when it goes from 110 degrees one day to 112 the next you don't know that it's any that it's any worse (laughs) when it's 112 degrees (laughs) OK, well, so it's, it's such you a negligible miserable.
2: change. Yeah, it's it's not enough to make a difference.
1: <laughs> no, that's not what's killing people. Part of what's killing people, like in some of these countries, is they don't have any air conditioning and nobody's bothering to check on the seniors. Same thing in the winter. Right. One of the things that's killing seniors and women and children around the country is when they're so poor from inflation, they can't afford to run the air conditioning or they can't afford to run the heat in the winter. That's what's killing them. Let's talk about the millions of people that died during COVID because they were shut in as healthy people into the lockdowns, right? Died from drug abuse, domestic abuse, because they were locked in as healthy people. Let's talk about the people that died from being denied, millions and millions and millions of people around the country that died from being denied proven therapeutics so that so that uh, they could be forced into hospitals on ventilators and remdesivir blowing out their kidneys because hospitals were compensated for it. And that's not even counting the deaths from the shots and will currently, past, present and future but this hag, they want to talk to us about deaths from climate change no, step away from me with that and by the way, uh, since it's in Dubai, the president of the conference is one of them shakes that wears the headdress and he said there ain't any evidence that fossil fuels has got anything to do with climate change (laughs) 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 because let me tell y'all where did them sheiks get all that money? Honey, we know what them sheiks got it. They got it from that good old uh crude that's in the ground, right, Sesame?
2: Oh yes, that sweet, sweet petroleum. It's made them <laughs> trillionaires. <laughs>
1: and they ain't about to give it up just because hillary cankles clinton (laughs) rolled into town
2: no they're not (laughs) get that out of here yeah
1: (laughs) in fact uh you know they're they're sitting around talking themselves about how in the world that she's in a sharia country how can they bump her off how can they toss her off a roof (laughs) you know they're talking about it of course they're talking
2: we'll see if anyone acts on it but they're talking about it (laughs) of course not you know
1: they are All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to share with you. We're going to get serious because there's a story about satanic rituals that you guys need to hear. Stay tuned.
0: Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. The war of women is real. Whether we're talking about... uh, many different aspects you know we last night we reported on uh, congresswoman jaya pal who refused to condemn the hamas a brutal disgusting do you guys know that when hamas attacked the women on october 7th it wasn't just rape they also and it wasn't just even the the gruesome um evil cutting open of pregnant women and cutting the babies out they actually shot women in their genitals just absolutely horrific. And yesterday, Representative Jaya Powell, you know, basically said that it was no worse than what Israel's war crimes are and the White House wouldn't condemn it. Um, you know, we've it, it just um, the crimes against women in the form of uh, the Biden administration and the human and sex trafficking and trafficking of women and sex slavery into this com- country and beyond. But another part of the aspect of the war on women involves the transgender movement. And there was a hearing on that today that included, of course, um, the legend as a young woman, she's now an icon, uh, the NCAA legend, Riley Gaines, who actually um, has decided that instead of just being a shrinking violet and doing like so many women are doing and just going ahead and allowing their records and their sports and their uh, life's blood being stolen from them, she's decided to speak up against it. And she was one of the key people speaking today. And, of course, one of the squad uh, made had an opening statement um, in which uh, this squad member Democrat, uh, Lee, uh, Summer Lee from Pennsylvania, who is a ranking member of the House Oversight Committee on Health, actually accused Riley Gaines in her opening statement of being transphobic because she was against biological males playing in a women's sports. So here's what Riley Gaines had to say in response Sesame Broccolini.
2: And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you.
1: Boom. This entire movement is misogynistic. It's anti-woman. To tell a woman that she's a hater... Because she doesn't want a biological male to compete with her, which was what the entire what Title IX was all about. The whole reason why we have separate categories for women, women and men, is because of the obvious biological differences. And for and for a young woman to not have her her uh, you know sports or her athletic career to be destroyed by a man that she's the problem. There's nothing more misogynistic than what's going on here, and by the very feminist. Who claim to care, these Democrats who claim to care about women, they don't care about you. Let me tell you, if there's, if they would not denounce the rapes against women in Israel. You don't think that they wouldn't ju- begin to justify here the rapes of American women from these terrorists coming in across our southern border, just like they did in a courtroom in Germany? You dang right they will. Here's the uh, National Women's Law Center president. She had to weigh in today and uh, had had a lecture to give to young women. Sesame, and success
3: in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work and coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids,
0: because it is fun, because it creates belonging and community, because it teaches so
3: much about persistence and leadership and, and discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. And often they learn
1: to win with dignity, hopefully. Um, they learn to do the sort of work that means you have higher grades and stay connected to school. I want every kid to have that chance, to have the chance to play. The next time some, you hear some Democrats say the Republicans want to turn the tide back on women, you remember what she just said young lady, you need to lose gracefully to the man. I thought that I thought it was the feminist movement that didn't like that kind of thing happening in the workplace. Right. Supposedly we had to have women uh, come in and and get into the work, working world, because why were so many lawyers, men, why were so many doctors, men, we need women to be represented. And now we're telling women to go to the back of the bus, that women, that 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 women have to subjugate themselves to men. That's the message to women today. You tell me how what she said today is any different than uh, the, what the what is being done to subjugate women in Sharia. It's not. It is no different. Sesame Broccolini, your thoughts. <sighs>
2: Well, it just seems like a lot of foolishness. This woman sounds delusional, if you ask me. Um, and it, it all just seems so incredibly um, nonsensical to me, and just just so asinine, I guess. Because it's the, the way I see it, it's it's there's men, there's women. We're different. We're created differently. We have different you know uh, purposes and strengths and weaknesses, and everything that we do reflects that. And we have different leagues for a reason. And this whole Trans issue is is opening the door to this whole relativism morally and culturally and even when it comes to how we interpret reality this idea that a man can just become a woman totally cheapens womanhood to your point natural beautiful womanhood Um, and it's just such a weird it's so it's so fascinating I guess to me to see progressives marginalize women in the name of making room for grown men who just pretend to be women so i, I don 't know what it 's like to be sidelined by the same people that three decades ago were allegedly empowering women, but that 's what 's going on. The left eats itself um, that 's what you have two different groups. Two different identity groups, generally women and generally the, the trans community. And it's not to make light of this issue at all because women are being trampled all over in this country. There's, there's almost no more place for women when you think about it in the sense that any man walking around, any Tom, Dick, or Harry can throw on makeup, start identifying as a woman, start taking experimental medications, changes pronouns. And all of a sudden, society just embraces that person as a woman. Um, and it's like, well, what kind of message are we sending? To the world when we entertain these kind of delusions, because that's what you're asking me to do is to is to entertain this this strange fantasy, which I think is disturbing and perverted in many ways. But the point is, the very same people that three decades ago were saying we care about women, we want the best for women, we want to unleash them and liberate them from sources and systems of oppression are now sitting here oppressing real women like Riley Gaines for having the 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 tenacity and the, and the temerity to stand up for what is right and and that's really what's what's so interesting to me is to watch people so many people not stand up how is riley Gaines? i mean i i, I thank her for what she's doing i just wonder why there aren't more women that are standing up to your point about yeah so many women just sort of letting this happen it's like wh- f- fight for for what is right what's what's going on here what what explains the silence it's a good point. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to come down women on anyone, but it's just a genuine themselves. question. Like,
1: I, yeah, it, and it's a great question. Uh, women are just allowing themselves to be completely subjugated in this country under the guise of, you know, inclusion. Uh, where's the inclusion? Women are being eradicated. Eradicated. I saw a video tonight of some uh, on uh, some uh, dude having a meltdown because he's in a pizza parlor in New York and he's asking the guy. Um, you know, what What? What do I look like? What are my pronouns? And, and then when the guy <laughs> says you're a dude, he literally has a meltdown. <laughs> I have long hair and this and that. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you've gotten Botox. I don't care if you've had your Adam's apple shaved down. I don't care if you've gotten breast implants or what you've gotten cut off. It doesn't change anything. You're, ne- you're never going to be a woman. You can live your life as a woman and pretend you're a woman. It, you are never going to be a woman. And we have biological males, and that's primarily what it is. Now, they've worked really hard to recruit young girls through the schools into this. Um, but but it's it's a lot easier for them to pull this off, and they get more out of this movement by transitioning men Um because women can't get pregnant on their own, right? So the, the best plan for them to destroy womanhood and destroy the fabric of a nation is something they've been working on uh, since before churning out women to be feminist. And that is uh, to remove uh, strong men from society. And, uh, you know, this and, and this is absolutely uh, I wouldn't call it a depopulation movement necessarily, but it kind of is. It is really in a sense. Am I wrong, Sesame Broccolini? You're, well, you Not said at last all. night Not it's, at all. it's about humanism versus extinctionism. Yes, this is what's going on. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show coming up. do
0: AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer. San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm going to read a couple emails. Um, here's one that's from Mary. She says hi there. Not sure if you've heard about the controversy in Oceanside where the city council will be putting forth a flag neutral policy uh due to my request for them to fly the sanctity of human life flag. H- um hoping you might want to discuss promote the issue. Uh, yes, Mary, I do. We'll reach out to you. Thank you for the email. Definitely want to wrap about that. Um let's see. Frankie wanted to know if I had another AK show happening this morning because I was up super early. Um, Thank you for reaching out for me, as always. Oh, he said, it definitely feels like Christmas now that we're at 41 degrees. Uh, All you need uh, need now is a good old breakfast burrito or perhaps a taco. Excellent point, Frankie. Um, Let's see what else. Sean says, AK, hey, maybe try Hotel Dell. Oh, this must be because last night I was saying I needed to feel more like Christmas spirit. He says, I think it's all decked out with Christmas beauty, not to mention the ice skating rink set up there. Get your skate groove on. Also, if you want a free light display, I always take my daughter to Candy Cane Lane. Um, PQ. Oh, that must be Rancho Penny Squitos and RB has a couple of streets uh Every house decked with lights, totally beautiful. Bring your cocoa mug. I just might have to do that. I've this done weekend. some of those, by
2: the way. They are really, really good. Um, Penasquitos has some, RB, Poway. There's some really, really beautiful uh, candy cane lanes online. You can read all about them.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to check it out and do that this weekend that just sounds absolutely amazing it is um yeah so let's see some other emails where were they earlier can't find them they'll emails. actually
2: like do try. up the sidewalks with lights too and you can walk through it and they do like different mm-hmm. light stuff and it's people just for miles around will come and walk around with their kids and every house is just it's the graphics it's the decorations stuff they're projecting oh. it's they take a lot of pride in it some of these neighborhoods, and it's really, really that. beautiful stuff so and it goes on for a while, so you have some time to see it a couple of times if you want,
1: yeah, you know, I just miss that you know it's it'll never be in this country they've chipped away at it that it'll never be mm-hmm. like it was in the seventies and eighties where <laughs> pretty much every neighborhood, every neighborhood houses, every house was decorated not to the same degree, but everybody had some Christmas decorations up